Episode number 817, Talking on Eggshells with Complainers. You're listening to the official BNI Podcast with BNI founder and chief visionary officer, Dr. Ivan Meisner. Stay tuned for networking and referral marketing tips from the man who's been called the father of modern networking, along with suggestions and insights into getting the most from your membership in the world's largest networking organization, BNI. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the official BNI podcast. I'm Priscilla Rice, and I'm coming to you from Live Oak Recording Studio in Berkeley, California. And I'm joined on the phone today by the founder and the chief visionary officer of BNI, Dr. Ivan Meisner. Hello, Ivan. How are you, and where are you? I am in Charlotte at Global Headquarters this week, uh, having an opportunity to talk to staff. And um, BNI members and directors, which uh, is always fun. I really enjoy these visits to Charlotte. Great. I have a guest uh, on the podcast, and I think this is the first time she's actually been on the podcast. But I did a quick search on her name, and <laughs> I have four pages of podcasts where I have mentioned this very close friend of mine, Sam Horn. Uh, love Sam. I've known her for a number of years. She's the CEO of the Intrigue Agency. Her three TEDx talks and 10 books, including Tung Fu, I love that title, and Pop, which she mentioned B&I and Pop before we ever knew each other. I appreciate that. Uh, got your attention. And one of my favorite books of hers is Someday is Not a Day in the Week. And her latest book is Talking on HLs. I have a copy of it right here. And she's been featured in the New York Times and has taught to Oracle, Intel, and Accenture. Sam Horn, welcome to the BNI podcast. Ah, thank you, Ivan. I'm looking forward to swapping some stories and sharing some insights with your members around the world. Well, I am too. And what uh, I think I've said this on previous podcasts, Sam and I have uh, what we call uh, Writing Wednesday. Every almost every Wednesday, we get together for the morning and. the truth is it should be called Talking Wednesday because we, we mostly talk, but we do talk a lot about writing. And many of the blogs that I've done and podcasts um, are as a result of conversations that I've had with this very person, Sam Horn, has given me, she's nudged me and said, have you written that down yet? I don't know. Like, no. And then I write it down. So I'm really, really glad to have her on the podcast. And we're going to be talking about some uh, concepts out of her book, Talking on Eggshells. What a great title that is, Sam. You know that already, I think. You know, thank you. It's uh, I was doing a Tung Fu workshop and a gentleman worked for an attorney and he said he's so demanding. He said, everyone, we, we just never know what's going to set him off. We're just all walking on eggshells all day long. I said, oh, you're not walking on eggshells. You're talking on eggshells. There Voila. Was, there was the title. Yeah. So, uh, Sam, what can we say when people are complaining? And by the way, sometimes people complain as though it's an Olympic event. <laughs> and I've checked, it's nowhere in the Olympics. But yet, I, I, know, I know gold medalists at this. So what can we say when people are complaining? Well, first thing, unless people are driving, I hope they quickly grab a piece of paper and a pen and put a vertical line down the center. Because, Ivan, you know that the way my brain works, I juxtapose everything. It's the quickest way to make complex ideas crystal clear and to show the shift. So at the top of the left-hand column, put words to lose, 
and on the top of the right-hand column, put words to use. So let's talk about when people complain over in the left-hand column, don't explain because explanations come across as excuses. They actually make people angrier because they feel we're not being accountable. Over in the right-hand column, put the A train. A for agree, A for apologize, A for act. Let's say a meeting starts late. Uh, Maybe there's not a core. Maybe there's a traffic delay. Maybe there's a storm or something like that. And someone says, this meeting was supposed to start 15 minutes ago. Oh, I know, but we've got, uh uh-uh, nope. Explanations come across as excuses. A for agree. You're right. The meeting was supposed to start 15 minutes ago. A for apologize. And I'm sorry you've ended up waiting. A for act. And we're going to start. Jump right into the agenda. Thank you for your patience. Do you see how the A train expedites complaints? Explanations aggravate them. Yeah. Yeah. That's Those are great suggestions. I had a boss once who had one less chair in the room than the number of people in the meeting. Wow. So if if you were the last person in, you had to stand for the whole meeting. Uh, people got there early all the time. Okay, Ivan, you know what I'm going to say. <laughs> have I written that down? I think I have, actually. I'll double check. I'm pretty and sure plus, I have. Ivan, I've seen your PowerPoint slides, and when you speak, you don't just share insights. You share stories with images. So I already see a PowerPoint slide with this room, you know, with like uh, six chairs at the table and seven people in the room or something (laughs) like that, right? (laughs) I I may incorporate that into a speech someday, but uh, I'm pretty sure I've done a blog on it. Uh, He was a good boss, but that was pretty brutal (laughs) when he did that. But it got people there on time. All right. Second question for you. How can we keep our cool in the heat of the moment? That's a big one. For me, anyway. Well, guess what? Over on the left, put swear, right? It's like often in the heat of the moment, it's easy to react and to say what's on the tip of our tongue, which makes things worse. So over on the right, we're going to have a code word. So on the left is a curse word. On the right is a code word. And Ivan, I'm going to turn the tables because I'm going to ask you what you say in the heat of the moment because you have a wonderful story about this. Remember, instead of using a curse word, what do you say? Yeah, I say, I say, I literally say the words, bad word, bad word, bad word. <laughs> and what I love about that phrase, first of all, I was in the middle of a, a medical procedure and I woke up in the middle of it, hurt like heck. And I, I said out loud, bad word, bad word, bad word, just like that. <laughs> and the doctor laughed and he said, let's put him back under now. Um, <laughs> and what I love about using this, and you can use it from the stage, yeah. is that everybody fills in the blank. Right, whatever, whatever bad word they're thinking of, but you don't offend anybody when you use that phrase. So, Ivan, let's everyone unpack that. Is that Elvis Presley said, "When things go wrong, don't go with them." And yeah. over on the left, all of these words and reactions we're talking about—they make things worse. When things go wrong, we go with them. Over yeah. on the right, look at what you're doing. You're setting an example of integrity for people, you know, because if you swear on stage, maybe your members go back and they think, well, our founder did it. I guess it's okay. And it's setting up an unintended ripple effect. So yes, to responding on the right with a code word that lets us express our frustration without doing or saying something that sets a bad precedent. Yeah, very true. You know, I don't know if you remember watching the old NCIS series years ago. I mean, it's still on, but the old one. 
Gibbs, Agent Gibbs would kind of smack people up the backside of the head. Do you remember him doing that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. He'd smack them upside the back of the head. So I don't suffer fools uh, easily. And sometimes I really, really feel like just popping somebody up in the back of the head. But I've learned over the years that's called assault, not leadership. <laughs> <laughs> leadership is much more effective. So yeah, great, great points. Mm-hmm. Third question for you. You believe that words have ripple effects for better or for worse. What are some of the words we should lose and what are some of the words we should use instead? And I think you've already given some of that. You bet. Well, first, a 60-second story, because this is one of the most powerful examples of the ripple effect of words. I was visiting my son, Andrew, in New York, and we were getting caught up in the living room. And one-year-old hero crawls across the floor hauls himself up on a guitar and starts pounding on the guitar strings. Now, over on the left, Andrew could have reacted. He could have yanked the guitar away. He could have said no. He could have said, stop pounding on the guitar. All of that would have reinforced the dreaded behavior and made Hero feel bad. Mm -hmm. Ivan, guess what Andrew said? One word. What? Gentle. Mm. Gentle. I, I saw hero's face transform in front of me he reached back to the guitar and went strum 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 Mm. and in that moment he made music because andrew shaped his behavior instead of shaming his behavior so so really ask for what you want not what you don't want that's exactly right and over on the left put the word stop because when we tell people stop being late or don't interrupt or don't get mad once mm-hmm. again, we're reinforcing the dreaded behavior. So over on the right, start. And now, once again, we're being a coach instead of a critic. And we're shaping their behavior instead of shaming it. And we're showing them how to do it better instead of making them feel bad. Yeah, I love that. Really, really good advice. And as you know, there's so many things when you're raising kids that, um, that you do wrong. What a great example of, of fantastic parenting for him to simply say gentle. Yes. Um, is a is, is a, a brilliant way of redirecting hero without um, being assertive about it. Mm-hmm. A gentle way of doing it. Exactly. Yeah. All right. I, one last question for you. What's what's the single best thing we can do? And and I, I sometimes I hate th- these questions. What's the single best thing? Because mm-hmm. I always believe it's a recipe. But mm-hmm. but what's what's one of the best things? And a recipe is okay that we can do to set an example of integrity and proactive grace for our employees and customers? Well, over on the left, put other people own our mood and attitude. And how often do we say that person makes me so mad or that person makes Mm -hmm. me miserable or that person drives me crazy? And Joyce Meyer said, life may give you a cactus. You don't have to sit on it. (laughs) (laughs) And when we give other people the power to push our hot buttons or make us crazy, our life will be a seesaw. It will always depend on who we're with. So over on the right, we own our mood and our attitude. And I suggest we all come up with a philosophy. And, and we say that in these moments is I will be the quality person I want to be no matter what. I will keep my cool no matter what. Yeah. What is something you almost say as a mantra in the moment to help you be the kind of person you want to be, even when other people aren't? Mm. What a great idea. And that sounds like a recipe to me. There's a few uh-huh. things. There you go. <laughs> there uh, that I think are powerful. Any last thoughts before we wrap up, Sam? Yeah, it's, uh, you know, uh, 
Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg, uh, you know, we I think we all agree the world is really getting increasingly divisive. And she was asked by a reporter, how is it you go out with Judge Scalia? I mean, you're on opposite sides of the political spectrum. Ivan, she said six words. You know what they were? What? We are different. We are one. And may we all remember in the moment that even if we don't like how this person is treating us, what they're doing or saying, in the long run, we are all one. Let's treat them with the compassion and the respect they deserve. Uh, true wisdom. Uh, listen, Sam, uh, I'm going to have you back on next week. It's rare that I have somebody uh, two weeks in a row, but uh, you, you have given more information in 10 or 12 minutes than um, many of my guests have over the years. And so I got to have you back again next week. I want to thank you so much for being here and we'll talk again next week. Over to you, Priscilla. Okay. Well, I think that's it for this week. Thank you both for so much great information. This podcast is sponsored by MeisnerAudioprograms.com. These audio programs will provide you with the tools and the inspiration to powerfully enhance your BNI experience. So check out the great material that's available to you at MeisnerAudioprograms.com and then use the promo code IVAN50 for 50% off of everything. All of the proceeds go to the BNI Foundation. Thank you so much for listening. This is Priscilla Rice, and we look forward to having you join us again next week for another exciting episode of the official BNI podcast. Podcast.